their, or forgive their sin and heal their land. That is exactly what those men did in those prison bars, locked up in gates. They were still able to see the glory of God, reach out for it, and take what he had to offer them. This is a promise. This word right here, this is filled with so many promises for us. And, I mean, it could just be me, but I believe that, you know, the beginning principle, the beginning promise starts with this verse right here. We have to humble ourselves and seek after the Lord for him to reach down and change our lives. And this is an Old Testament verse. Back then, they spoke things only that were directed towards the Jews. It says, if my people. But Jesus came. He died on a cross. The veil was torn so that every person could have a way into salvation. So if you could, just continue praying for prison ministry, that it continues to grow. I know we're seeking open doors to get in there more. Um, we have one fellow in there that we weren't able to do it this past week because we had to plan it ahead. But he asked if he could be baptized in Jesus' name for the next time we come. And God willing, we will be able to do that. So if you could, please stand with me. I'm going to open with my scripture text. If you could, turn, for, turn to Proverbs 24, verses 5 through 10. Say amen when you're there. Well, hallelujah. I'm going to trust that you all found it, and I'm going to go ahead. Okay, Proverbs 24, 5, 5 through 10. It says, A wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. For, wise, for by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. Wisdom is too high for a fool. He opened his mouth, not his mouth, in the gate. He that deviseth to do evil shall be called a mischievous person. The thought of foolishness is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to men. If thou faint in the day of adversity, the strength is small. My son, eat the honey because it is good. Uh, I think I went too far. <laughs> Bear with me one second. Sorry, I went too far. <clears throat> oh, well, continue on. <laughs> and the honeycomb, which is sweet to the taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto the soul. When thou hast found it, then there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. Lay not wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous, Spoil not his resting place, for a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. Pastor, would you pray for us, please?
Father, we loose your anointing and your power and your spirit to be released into this house tonight. Touch every mind and every heart. Let us grab a hold of that wisdom of God and let our, let our minds and our hearts be open to the wisdom of heaven. I loose the divine nature and the divine consciousness to reach down and flood the, the gates of our mind, oh God, where divine touches humanity and let us be transformed by your image. Anoint Michael tonight to minister and to preach. I bind every spirit that's not of God. I loose the Holy Ghost to lead the way. Let the candle of the Lord be burning bright tonight in this house. We loose your power and your authority in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I just, I just want to say that that last song, that is the first time I ever heard that song, and I really loved it. Because even when I fall, I can rise up Say hallelujah anyhow and keep pressing forward. Tonight I'm going to base the, the topic of my text is over uh, Proverbs 24 verses. Uh, verses 16. For a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. So I would like to, like to title my message tonight, It's Not Over Until It's Over. You may be seated. The Lord was speaking through me through these verses. And he's telling me that in adversity we sometimes fall and the enemy starts speaking into our lives. And against the righteous. But we need to be strong. Use wisdom and rise up. And when we do, there is a reward that is waiting for us. And what we're expecting the Lord to do, he will do it. If it's all right with you, all right with you tonight, I would like to also share my testimony with you. Some of you know bits and pieces of it. But I want to, uh, I want to go in a little deeper, give you more understanding of what I went through, and I believe that many people in here or watching online can even relate with this. But my introduction in the church was a slow, and I'm going to say stubborn process. Obviously, that was all on me. But eventually, I wised up, listened for the voice of God, and received the Holy Ghost and was baptized in Jesus' name. Everything was going good over the next few years. But then I started to realize something. There were still a lot of things in my old life that I hadn't let go of yet. Time continued on, and all these things I was holding on to began to amplify. They just began to grow. You know, they say, they, they say, which dog are you feeding? Is it your, the fleshly dog or is it the spirit? And in this moment, as I was noticing things, I just, I just kept feeding into that, and it was just growing and growing and growing. But the worst part of it all was that while I was holding on to these worldly things, Voices started speaking into my life. 
it's not real, Michael. You don't have the Holy Ghost. You're not good enough. You don't even want that life. You'll always be nothing. God is a lie. Now, don't raise your hands, but if we're all honest, I'm sure many of us in this room have had those thoughts or, even worse, felt these things. And I believed all of it. After that, I fell in deeper, completely living my old life again. I was trapped by lust, by pride, selfishness. After five, six years of being in this church and coming faithfully inside, I was doing everything wrong and just still living for myself. I left the church, started pushing my, away my family, so much so that I nearly destroyed it and lost everything. But through this whole process, the Lord was still trying to call me back in. The only problem was, that wasn't the voice I was still listening to. I was listening to the enemy, and of my own accord, I ignored everything that the Lord was trying to do. Now, hurt and broken over the possibility of losing my family, I had to decide that that wasn't it for me. I wasn't going to lose my family or my life to a lying enemy. So I came back into the house of God, sought after his forgiveness, and in his love and grace, he gave me mercy. So I rose up and turned my life back to Jesus. That's why I'm able to stand here before you today. I went through this. I had lived this. And God has been speaking me to, this, this, to me. And I know that he is speaking to somebody else. Whether you're in this church, whether you're watching online, he is calling unto somebody. Micah 7 8 says, Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise again. And as long as we're here in this earth, we are to persist, not give up, and keep moving forward. Don't give in to failures that seem to appear in your life. Actually, don't even call them failures. Call them lessons because you're not going to quit. We might mess up, but that doesn't mean we failed. We still have strength to rise up, push forward towards the glory of God. And though we mess up, and more than likely multiple times, I did. As long as we get up and keep moving in faith, we don't have to live our life in failure. We don't have to go from failure to failure. 
Instead, in faith, we will go from glory to glory every time we rise up. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18 says, Now the Lord is, is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. And are changed into that same image from glory to glory. Amen? So when we rise up after our mistakes, the spirit of the Lord is there. Always there, ready to reach out with an open hand. Take the story of the prodigal son. He's protected under his father's house. He has everything that he could ever have, everything he needs, as the father always promises. But he decides to leave the father's house and chase after the world. And don't think for a second that there wasn't a lying enemy speaking in his ear. But eventually he realizes that the world has nothing to offer him. He rises up to return home and the father welcomes him with open arms. Which he will do every time you get up. Now, I want to explain something here because I know the, the world has kind of a backwards view on forgiveness. Saying that it's forever. That once you're forgiven, you're always forgiven. There is little truth to that, but in a different context. The Lord will always forgive you, depending on your heart. If your heart is right and your heart is sincere, and your repentance, then He will reach out to you. Now the devil, devil operates in manipulation. He wants to keep us down, so he lies very convincingly. He wants to paralyze us. But, why, but while he lies, Jesus is still there, and he's asking, do you want to be healed? He's asking us if we want to be healed. Amen? Then rise up. 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 9. Lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Those lies that he just uses to hold you down. He knows how to get to you because he's done it so many times before. And if by God's grace you overcome those things, then he will try to devise another ways because he's, he's always lying. There's no truth in him. Lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Praise the Lord for a moment. 
devil will tell you that you can't. You can't overcome. He will try to make you feel like you're nothing. But I've got news for you. God doesn't need you to be something because he is everything. Hallelujah. He doesn't need you to have anything because he has everything. Amen. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 says, Wherefore we seeing, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising shame. And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He took that cross with joy, despising all the shame that the enemy brings. Rose up to the throne of God. Amen. If you could, please stand as the musicians come. So I'm here to tell you tonight that we're not finished yet. Not one of us in here. Not one of you online. We're not finished yet because God's not finished yet. So love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and strength. Because he loved us first. He loved us with all of his strength. And with his last bit of strength as he was on that cross, Jesus said, it is finished. It's not over, devil, until I say it's over. Thus saith the Lord of God. Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you. And pastor said just a few weeks ago, even when it's over on this earth, that is our new beginning in heaven with God. Sunday he said, The end is better than the beginning. So we're ending when God says we end. And this word right here, it said the devil's already in. His finish has already been proclaimed. That this word is for us. Everything that the Lord, every promise that the Lord has, this is for us. To live in eternity in heaven with God. Overcoming every obstacle. Pastor said it just a few moments ago. Is that no weapon the enemy may form shall stand against us when the Lord is with us. So if you would, please make your way to this altar. Tell God that you're going to stand. That you're not going to give in to the wiles of the devil. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah.